0: In the middle of the crucifixion story, Matthew stops to explain something that happens three days later. It's an out of place story that's made only more bizarre um, by the fact that it's about a bunch of dead people coming out of the grave and walking around Jerusalem. But Jesus' Jewish followers would have understood exactly what Matthew was trying to say. I'll prove it to you in less than 10 minutes. Welcome Bible nerds, I'm David Jesse. I believe that understanding the Bible in its historic, geographic, religious, and cultural context helps us see Jesus more clearly, love him more dearly, and follow him more nearly day by day. Did you know that Matthew wrote the first episode of The Walking Dead? Welcome to Bible Nerds Daily. Uh, every weekday, I share with you a verse of the day that is designed to help you become a better follower of Christ. If you're encouraged and challenged by this podcast, please share it with your family and friends and follow the show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. All right, let's talk about the Feast of First Fruits. matthew 27 verses 52 through 53 and the tombs were opened and the bodies of many saints who had died were raised and they came out of the tombs after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people now most of us understand that the crucifixion is a supernatural fulfillment of the feast of passover Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But Matthew was writing his gospel for a Jewish audience. And in the middle of the story, he inserts another feast into the passion narrative that most of us completely miss. This feast is the hope of the believer. Over the centuries before Jesus came, an elaborate set of rituals and traditions had been established during the feast. One of these traditions surrounded the third of the celebrations that take place during the week of Passover, the Feast of First Fruits. Now, while the feast itself isn't celebrated until the Sunday after the Passover, the preparations for the feast begin on Passover itself. As the final Passover lambs were being sacrificed, a contingent of priests made their way to the barley fields on the mount of olives and they looked to see if the barley was ripened next uh, these priests would bind together several sheaves of the barley but not harvest it that would take place after sabbath this barley was reserved as the grain that would produce the first fruits offering in the temple the close of the weekly Sabbath, these priests would then return to these sheaves that they had marked on Passover and conduct a ritual before all of the residents of Jerusalem. As two witnesses confirmed the setting of the sun and the close of the Sabbath, which again, remember the biblical day starts at sundown. The priests would cut the marked sheaves and then harvest the grain. And this barley would be taken to the temple and then ground into flour. And then that flour was baked into two loaves of bread. Now, at sunrise on the first day of the week, the high priest, who up until this point had been hidden in the temple since the start of the Passover, appeared before the people. He waved the first fruits loaves over the people and shouted, if the Lord has been faithful to bring the first fruits of the harvest, he will be faithful to bring the rest of the harvest. And this is the ceremony that Matthew is alluding to in our verses today. The Mount of Olives has been one of the most revered cemeteries in Israel for thousands of years. Jesus died at the exact moment that the priests were preparing to mark the sheaves that would be harvested for the first fruits. When he died, the graves in that cemetery were ripped open by an earthquake, and when the priests returned at the start of the first day of the week to harvest those sheaves, Jesus was being resurrected, and along with him, the dead in those graves were coming to life in front of all of Jerusalem. And as the high priest waved the first fruits loaves over Jerusalem, our eternal high priest, presented these resurrected saints before the Father, declaring Yahweh's faithfulness. The Apostle Paul said it this way, but now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also came through a man. For just as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive, but each in his own order; Christ the first fruits. Then when Christ comes, those who belong to him. Just as the high priest shouted 2000 years ago, Our high priest shouts over us today. If Yahweh has been faithful to bring the first fruits of the resurrection, he will be faithful to resurrect those who belong to him. Jesus' final words to his disciples before going to the cross, he talks a lot about the importance of the Holy Spirit. In a couple of these verses, he uses a Greek word that is most often translated counselor or advocate. This word is terribly difficult to define. We'll look at that word tomorrow. If this podcast is an encouragement to you and you want to pay it forward, then please check out a ministry that means the world to me. It's called One Child. One Child brings hope to hard places by helping children around the world who are facing extreme poverty. One Child's Child Champions bring food, medicine, education, and the gospel to children who wouldn't have it otherwise. You can make a one-time donation, a recurring donation, or you can support a child monthly and really change that child's life. There's a link in the show notes, or you can check out all the information on the BibleNerds.com. What if I told you that one of the foremost Orthodox Jewish scholars of our day believes that Jesus fits perfectly into the religious expectations of first-century Judaism? Uh, don't believe me? Well, then pick up The Jewish Gospels, The Story of the Jewish Christ by Daniel Boyerin. There's a link for it in the show notes. You can also find it on the BibleNerds.com. isn't a single word in the English language that can adequately translate what Jesus is trying to say about the Holy Spirit in John 14. We'll spend an entire episode trying to do that tomorrow, but for now, go read your Bible.